Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Hello, everybody. Come on in, share the feed. It's been a little while. Welcome back to another Tennessee Holler Facebook Live. I'm Holler founder Justin Canoe. We are tnholler.com at the tnholler on Twitter and Facebook is where you can find us. Thank you for all the support. Please, if you have a few bucks, give it to a candidate. If you have a few more, chip in to the holler. You are the reason we've been able to spread all throughout the state. Memphis, Knoxville, the borough, Chattanooga, Cookville, the Tri-Cities. We're all over the place, and that's because of you. So thank you very, very much for that. Today, we're joined by a candidate for Senate in Nashville for Tennessee Senate, which Jack Johnson just told us this weekend at a rally was the single most conservative chamber in the entire country. So Heidi Campbell, how excited are you to go join that chamber? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a, a Sisyphean battle, but I, I think we have to start doing the hard work of changing the story, or we're gonna we're gonna see the opportunity to do that. So um, while it may not be fun, I know that my colleagues who are in the Democratic uh, minority fight really hard, and I look forward to joining them and and uh, adding a voice to that. They, they do fight hard. That's true. I think there are five of them right now. And tell us a little bit about you, first of all, before we get to your race. You are the mayor of Oak Hill. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I grew up in this district in Nashville and um, and uh, resigned from being the mayor. I've, I've been serving my city for six years, uh, two as the vice mayor and then four as the mayor of Oak Hill. Resigned right after the um, the primary, after we won, to focus on this race and give the Democratic Party my full attention to flipping this seat to, because we have not flipped a state Senate seat in 15 years. And, um, and we have a really good shot at winning this one. And people need to know that this seat is actually quite competitive. You know, you are, I mean, I think it's sort of a toss up right now. And so every little bit helps. People need to understand that this is a real place to focus energy if people are interested in getting involved. Um, you are running against an incumbent named Steve Dickerson. Uh, I think he is most infamous for some trouble that he got into. Do you want to talk about it or shall I? Uh, you know, either way, I'm happy to. Um, he, what, what is the what is the trouble that he got into? Yeah, well, he he spent the past. Um, there you go. He spent the past um, uh, term preparing to testify in federal court because he defrauded taxpayers out of twenty five million dollars, and he personally took home over six point five million dollars. And he also personally wrote 750 false claims. So, um, you know, he, he would not actually uh, be qualified to be a stockbroker. So why on earth would we would we want him to be our state legislator? That's a really, really good question. Uh, I'm, my understanding is the CEO of that company is in federal prison. 
Uh, you know, he is personally implicated. We don't know the terms of his settlement. Millions and millions of dollars were involved. We can talk more about that in a minute, but let's talk about some positive things first. You've been running for a little while. You want a, a very heated primary. What are you hearing from people out there? What's, a, what's at the top of their minds? People are really concerned about healthcare and education. Um, and then also this is, um, this is interesting across the political spectrum because I have support from both sides. People are really sick of the fighting. They're tired of all the, um, the tribal fighting and the polarization that, um, you know, we could, we could talk about the genesis of that for hours, but you know, regardless, that's the situation we're in. And our supermajority is a reflection of that. It's a, it's a very radical supermajority, and they spend a lot of time on stuff that um, the Tennesseans aren't happy about. They want they want our legislature to get to work and really help Tennesseans. Well, right now we're in the midst of a pandemic. Tennessee has not done much. Uh, hospitalizations are up again. Do you find that the pandemic is at the top of everyone's minds or you know is this also kind of how, how much of this is really just about the top of the ticket the presidential race and just being there for the wave and how much of it is differentiating yourself and and your race I think it's a lot about the top of the ticket. I think a lot of this is baked in. We are we're right now really pushing for um, for a small percentage of people who may be in the persuasion market but um but, you know, I, I think a lot of this is just going to come down to like everything else on this flipping planet, <laughs> Trump, you know, and right. Trump's approval ratings. Um, so that and, you know, in terms of whether or not people are concerned about the pandemic, yes, of course. But I think this pandemic has been a time for people to also hopefully realize all of the systemic issues that we have that um, that have been illuminated because of the pandemic. You know, from healthcare to economic issues to the fact that this state is starving the cities intentionally, even though we bring in a third of the income in, in my in my district and my count while well, in Nashville, um, you know, we we our schools are se severely underfunded. We have a billion dollar annual shortfall and that's intentional and it's political. Right. That's something that people need to realize that when Tennessee state Republicans say we fully fund education, what they mean is they're fully funding a very broken formula that leaves a billion dollar shortfall a year. It's the reason that we get an F in education funding by education, people who rank such things. And meanwhile, they were trying to steer more public funds towards private schools with Governor Lee's private school vouchers. What did you think of the vouchers? Do you think we'll be seeing that come up again? And what would be your position on it if you were there? Yeah, I'm opposed to vouchers, and my my opponent has somehow had a change of mind on that. Um, even though he supported vouchers throughout his his two terms, um, all of a sudden, I think because it's politically advantageous, he's had a change of heart on that. I, you know, I I think that that is one of our biggest battles as Democrats. And you know, the issue with that is that it really truly is about scraping money off the top for special interests, and and um, and it, it hurts our schools. And, and we don't have equity in education in my district or in the state, and we need to fully fund our public schools. Yes, we absolutely do. Well, that's good to hear. Is there, any, is there anything else problematic that you want to talk about that your opponent has supported that you, know, you think maybe should well, have been handled differently? 
Yeah, my opponent has skipped 150 votes and um, maybe more, but, you know, we've been able to identify 150 votes. And, um, you know, both sides are, are not served by that. The job is to go actually stand up for your community and vote. And um, the fetal heartbeat bill is an example of a vote that he tweeted a picture of himself sleeping on a couch while the while the vote was going on in the middle of the night. And that is a real disservice to the women of District 20. And whether you're on uh, my side, which is is adamantly pro-choice, or you're on the anti-choice side of that issue, you're not being served by somebody who doesn't vote. Well, that seems inarguable. Uh, all right, well, so now I wanna talk to you a little bit about something that is in the news right now that just happened. He came after you, or not, I want to say he, a group came after you uh, on his behalf to basically attack another group. You were asked on the holler uh, if you support any other groups in Tennessee. And one of the groups that you mentioned, maybe the only group that you mentioned, was Gideon's Army. Uh, I'm going to bring in Timothy Hughes now. He's He's uh, we're on hold, but when he comes back, he'll be here. He's on the board of Gideon's Army. Timothy, how are you? Hello, everyone. I'm well. Can you hear me okay? We hear you great. This is Heidi. I don't know if you guys know each other. I'm assuming you do. Yes. Wonderful to see you again, Heidi. Great to see you. So I want to first show you both what they did, and then we can talk about it. Let's go ahead and look at the ad that the Tennessee Senate GOP ran attacking Heidi and using Gideon's army to do it. What are some other organizations around Tennessee that you've aligned yourself with? Gideon's army. Gideon's army is a wonderful organization. That's Heidi Campbell praising the radical group Gideon's army. These radicals call for defunding the police, demanding over 100 million be taken away from Nashville police. They endorse looting and rioting of our businesses and neighborhoods and call for revolutionary changes to our way of life. Gideon's Army is a wonderful organization. Heidi Campbell siding with the extremists. Oh, Heidi, what how you dare you? I'm uh, on siding with those extremists. They're <laughs> extremely trying to help our community. Right, right. There you the thing about that, that commercial, and I'm sure we'll get into some of the details in just a second, but what's really interesting about that is that uh, several of the references that are made not only are inaccurate and, and incorrect, but also don't talk about the work that's happening in getting uh, in in the North National community, in particular with Gideon's Army, related to issues to address concerns around police brutality and misconduct, provide resources and support and alternatives to policing. Uh, the group that they reference, the uh, the, the uh, National People's Budget Coalition, of which Gideon's Army, Army is a partner, uh, is really about investment in resources that would be helpful for communities, uh, specifically things around wraparound services, providing resources and support for mental health co-ops and other kinds of programs. And so the idea is not to just simply take money away from policing. It's about reinvesting in resources that actually have has produced results and are, are actually having to address issues related to crime, trauma in communities and the like. Um, but it's really an effort to try to brand both Gideon's Army and candidates who support our platform as extremists, when in fact, what they are demanding is accountability and transparency. They're demanding responsibility from elected officials and from those who make the decisions around public safety in our communities. Uh, the issues that Gideon's Army cares about are the kinds of issues that are that should be important to every voter, particularly around the issue of public safety, because at present, what we're doing is not working. 
we're not having better and safer communities for everyone. The Driving While Black report indicated that back in 2016, and shortly thereafter, the uh, on the unnecessary and completely uh, ex extreme murders of Jacquees Clemens and Daniel Hambrick at the hands of Metro police officers indicated that things had gone extremely awry. So what we need to be doing now are addressing ways in which we can improve the situation, make sure that everyone in the community feels safe. And what uh, we're concerned about is the fact that there seem to be efforts made by some in the political establishment who are concerned about the fact that we are challenging the status quo and demanding that things change and not continue to be the same. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they feel threatened by that. They feel threatened by the idea of, you know, transparency and accountability. Uh, in, in my opinion, in my understanding, those are not radical concepts. Expecting there to be accountability from police officers should not be a radical idea. Well, that's really well said. I want to show you both a couple of reactions to this. This was first from Natalie Allison, which is how I, actually how I first saw this come up. She said, I wonder if the Tennessee Senate GOP realized the extremist group they're demonizing has done tons of work to stop gun violence in North Nashville and is receiving $900,000 from the government in grants. And then she went on to say, ah, yes, the militant extremist group that checks notes helped this 11th grade girl's mom get her kid to stay in school and stop talking back. Uh, Gideon's Army is helping the community. Natalie, Natalie Allison doesn't often come out and say this stuff. So it's important to note she's a Tennessean reporter. It's important to note that she did. Also, Ramesh Senator Akbari said, come on, y'all, we can disagree about policy. I know elections are tough, but Gideon's Army is doing a lot of work to help kids cope with trauma and violence. It's racially charged and not true. And then just as a last thing, when asked about this, Senator Dickerson, instead of coming out and condemning it, said, he didn't want to risk violating PAC coordination and, oh, I'm barely aware of Gideon's Army, which is a deeply, deeply weak thing to say. It's also not true. He is perfectly capable of dismissing and condemning this ad within the law. That is not coordinating, and he chose not to take the opportunity to do it. Heidi, I want to give you a chance. Now, do you want to dismiss uh, uh, this ad or, or Gideon's army, how would you like to react to these accusations? Well, I want to double down in my support for Gideon's army and, and talk about how this is just another, just another aspect of the systemic racism that is just plaguing our society and, um, and seems to be highlighted in this particular political moment. Um, but, you know, I am so grateful for Gideon's Army, their violence and eruptor program. You know, my family volunteered with them during the tornadoes and they were the organization that was cleaning up North Nashville. They were doing it. And we owe a debt of gratitude to them and we should be supporting them and donating to them, not uh, putting out vicious ads about them. And I, you know, I'd be interested to to know what Timothy thinks of this, but you know, to, it's a, it seems like a dog whistle that's just sort of like baked in. You know, it seems to, to activate a group of people that that have that have uh, a different news feed, a different media feed. I don't know if you guys have watched the social dilemma or you know thought yeah. about that whole thing. Yeah. You know, it seems baked in that these people are 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 going to certain people are going to respond to it, and I think they've miscalculated the the people of Nashville in this district in this instance. What well, do you? Yeah, I'm, I'm just to kind of add to the question and let you take it. But, you know, I just want to really underscore what I'd like to know from you, which is, do you think there is a racial element to what they're doing here? 
I think there's an element of attempting to try to dog whistle in much the same way that Heidi was saying um, to sort of the, the lesser angels of our nature. I think anyone who did a cursory Google search of the work that Gideon's Army has been doing in North Nashville in the 37208 uh, uh, sector specifically, if they learned or, or looked at any of the partnerships and relationships that we have with community organizations and groups or any of the coalitions that we're a part of specifically related to things like police accountability, uh, in the aftermath of the tornadoes, helping with the recovery effort, the uh, the rebuilding of Nashville Coalition, all of the work that's being done uh, with Gideon Army and our partners is really about personal accountability and responsibility. And back in the day, back when there was an understanding of you know what it meant to have a certain personal responsibility, that used to be something that conservatives would tout. They would celebrate that. And it seems like now in this particular moment, they're attempting to inflame um, and incite um, uh, disagreement and discord uh, to bring in arguments and assertions that are simply incorrect and, and, and not backed up by historical data, information, science. It seems like what we're in is a moment where uh, certain political actors are willing to do anything to transactionally win an election. And I think that what we have to do is we have to rise above those kinds of politics because they are in many ways um, an example of what is wrong in American democracy, what is wrong about misinformation, about efforts to try to undermine and create dissension and discord. And what we as Gideon's Army are trying to do, both in the national community and at large, is represent what can happen when we bring forces together to do something meaningful, positive, and good. Uh, I'm disappointed to see that there are political actors who are willing to do this, but I also recognize, and it's not lost on me, that someone like Senator Dick Dickerson, who uh, has faced some, some, uh, some complications as of late related to ethics and responsibility, maybe even has run afoul of some laws and some regulations, uh, would be the kind of person who might um, maybe feel uncomfortable being able to weigh in on these kinds of situations and circumstances. I do think it's important, however, that we maintain accountability, transparency, that we that we hold accountable those who are responsible for protecting and serving our community, and that we do everything that we can not only to support public safety, but also to raise questions related to what what we should be doing and whether or not the status quo is working. If it is not working, what we should do to change it. Gideon's Army isn't just about raising questions and challenging authority. It's also about proposing solutions and implementing them. Mm -hmm. And if people are willing to do something that will actually make our community safer and better for all, I think we should be supporting that. Heidi, what about that? Uh, do you think that this is an effort to distract from Dickerson's legal issues and focus more on anything else? Yeah, I mean, of course it is. And, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, Dickerson has spent uh, the greater part of the last term uh, preparing to, to defend himself in federal court. Um, and he personally took home $6.5 million dollars. Um, you know, and I think that that's a hard message to combat and any way you can distract from that, I guess you'll do that. Um, but it's, um, it's still despicable and, um, and we don't need that. Uh, you know, the slate of hate, the, the, the racism, all of it. I, I really think that we need to start electing people who give a damn. Well said. Well, I appreciate you both coming on here just as sort of a final thing. I want to ask you, Timothy, uh, what are some things you'd like to see this legislature focused on? And, you know, we have a potential state senator here. You know, what are the priorities for Gideon's Army as we move towards yet another legislative session in Tennessee, which always sounds like a threat? 
Yeah, I, I think what we're looking at now and, and what we look at in many of these electoral seasons and cycles is that this is once again bringing us back to kind of the stated mission of Gideon's Army. Our role and our focus is really about using restorative and transformative justice as a way of really changing the way that we do business in our communities, how it is that we make people feel safe and whole, um, the ways in which we address the concerns that our issues and our, or rather our communities are, are really dealing with as real issues. Uh, in this electoral season, I'd love for us to really be talking about how it is that we invest our resources in communities and in organizations that are actually trying to help make a difference and give in, uh, rather than simply playing politics and, and, and attempting to try to divide and create dissension. I really think that if Gideon's Army were putting forward a platform, that platform would look like investment in education, investment in resources, organizations, and groups that are actually helping to make a difference and making the system accountable to the people who are voting to elect it. I think we've got to do everything that we can for those who are impacted. I mean, in the in 37208 specifically, it's one of the uh, areas of the city with the highest rate of formerly incarcerated persons per capita in the country. We need to be figuring out ways in which we can try to reintegrate folks into the society so that they don't feel like they're on the margins and create and exacerbate the problems that are currently existing in our, our system and in our, our structures. We've got to do a better job of making sure that we're including and addressing the needs of all members of the community because there's no such thing as throwaway people. We've got to recognize that the situations and circumstances that are happening in North Nashville are just as relevant as those that are happening in Franklin and in Green Hills and in other areas of the community that are well-resourced. We've got to make sure that when people are recovering and dealing with the struggles of this pandemic, we got to understand that the folks who are most under-resourced and those who are from black and brown and marginalized communities are the ones who are first to be impacted by COVID-19 and are dealing with the impacts more broadly and for longer periods than anyone else. So we've got to prioritize those who are being most impacted by the policies that are being decided in our state legislatures, in our city government, in every element of the process. So folks have got to be voting. Folks need to be filling out their U.S. census because this is a U.S. census year and it's an electoral period. And I understand that that's important. But $800 billion are at stake. And Tennessee stands potentially to gain a tremendous amount if even the folks who are not able to vote are counted in this election, because we need to make sure that the resources that are most needed in our community are being invested in the areas that are most important and most uh, often neglected as well. And finally, more than anything else, we've got to make sure that we're holding elected officials accountable in this election cycle. Don't just watch a commercial and assume that you understand everything that there is to know about an organization. Do your research, learn more about what they're doing in the communities. And if you are interested and able, please continue to reach out to those kinds of organizations. Reach out to us Gideon's Army, support the work, the work that we're doing at Gideon's Army United. Get plugged in and get involved because we can't afford to have people on the sidelines, not in this election and not in our community. Well, the good news is we are setting records for voter registration. I think 2016 really was a wake-up call. I am optimistic. I don't know what it's going to mean here in Tennessee, but I'm optimistic in general for the future. Uh, I also, I'm going to throw it to Heidi as a final thing. I want people you to let people know what they should expect from you as a senator. But I do want people to know that that ad that was attacking you was a clip from you on the holler talking to Wade Monday on Mondays with Monday, which is a show people should watch, but also they didn't attribute it. So since they watched that last one and pulled that clip, I'm assuming they're watching this one and I want them to know they will be hearing from us because y'all did not attribute that. 
And so we may try to make you take that thing down because attribution is important. Heidi, what do you want people to know about you as a state senator? Well, I want people to know that what Timothy Hughes just said is so important and we need to elevate voices like Timothy's and we need to listen to voices like his in our legislature. We need to hear from him. We need to listen more in general and we need to be serving our, our, our citizens and not uh, serving ourselves. And I hope people will uh, go to our campaign and um, support it. It's uh, Our website is campbell20.com. We're running a really tight race, as you said. Um, but I think we can win this and we have not flipped a state Senate seat in Tennessee in 15 years. We need compassionate database, reasonable leadership in our state. And I am fighting to make a difference and I will fight really hard to flip other seats. So please, please uh, come join us. Our campaign is great. We have a great team. And uh, thanks so much for the opportunity to talk to you today. Thanks to both of you. Thanks to the, for the work that Gideon's Army does. Timothy, please stay in touch with us. Heidi, good luck to you. We'll be back here at 2 p.m. for our, our Howler Hour. We have Kieran Shupata, who's running for Congress, and also Pastor Kevin Riggs, who's fighting a really ugly bill in Franklin that you guys should actually know about. Franklin is trying to make it so you need a permit to protest. If it succeeds there, expect it in other places. So that's something that people need to fight. That vote is tonight, and Pastor Riggs has been very outspoken about it hear from him in an hour and a half. Come back and join us. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.